Hey folks, welcome to another episode of The Natural Medic Adventures. My name is Craig of The Natural Medic. This week's episode, we're going to talk about ways you can sleep more comfortably outside. Now, it's definitely into fall here in Texas. And I know here in Texas it doesn't get nearly as cold as it does in other areas of the United States or other places in the world. But it does get rather cold sometimes. I do a lot of hiking, backpacking, etc. A little further to the north up in Arkansas where the elevation is higher. It's a little bit further north and it can get rather frigid. We did have a cold spell last year, actually it was this year, that got down in the single digits and actually a couple days it was actually below freezing. Or below zero actually, believe it or not, with about a foot of snow on the ground for about a week. But it does get cool here and you need to be prepared for that. When you go out on your adventures, the first thing to do is keep a close eye on the weather forecast. The weather forecast can help you prepare for all conditions. You should be prepared for too cold of conditions. You can also be prepared for uh, warmer conditions. You don't want to overpack, of course, but you want to have extra clothing just in case either occurs. When you're sleeping at night, your head is going to get cold, or you may get cold during the day. It's a good idea to have some kind of a watch cap, beanie, whatever you want to call it, depending on what part of the world you're from. This one is by Smart Wool, and you can put that right on top of your head, keep your head warm, or just get a cheapie. This is just an acrylic fabric, fiber, whatever. It's still warm enough to keep your head you know, warm when it gets cooler, either at night or during the day. You want to have layers. You definitely want to have some kind of warm socks for at night. If you've been hiking all day, you probably want to prepare and have a pair of clean, dry socks to keep your feet warm because you're going to lose, at least in my particular case, and I think with a lot of people, you'll lose heat through your feet. Your feet get cold. You want to have some kind of warm socks to put on your feet that are nice and fresh and not all sweaty and, and nasty from a day of hiking or backpacking. Have those. Also, I'd like to, if it's cooler like this, like right now it's in the 50s. Last night I got down to about mid-30s. Just a kind of a pair of base layer that's nice and clean as a backup and to sleep in. This is just a polyester top, kind of active wear top from, I believe it came from Walmart. And I would probably sleep in that. Or I'd also have that kind of as a backup to my other base layer that I would carry with me while out hiking and backpacking. Now additionally, I wouldn't recommend you pack some, some hot hands. My hot hands, this one in particular, in particular says hand warmer, but the hand warmer could be used in other places in your body. You put them on your, on your trunk, down in your crotch area, armpits, you know, in clothing, whatever. And they're air activated. Natural heat provides up to 10 hours of heat per or warmer and these are really good this is a four pack and you can get up to 10 hours of heat per package there that's good to have another thing to have I always carry this with me on day hikes is an emergency blanket now you can get the cheaper just plain mylar ones this one is a double layer it has kind of a tarp material on the outside it's by SOL survive outdoors longer a reflective kind of mylar material on the inside what you can do with that you can use it as emergency shelter if you get caught out in an emergency situation where you need a shelter, or you can put it 
inside of your tent over your sleeping bag. Just make sure you don't clog up any ventilation. You can also do that with regular mylar, little shiny kind of space blankets as well. Another trick is have a thick-walled water bottle, of course. You don't want to try this with a smart water bottle because it probably would melt on you. But you could put boiling water in this before you go to bed and stick it in your sleeping bag close to your trunk or in your crotch area to keep you warm or down by your feet. That way you have a little extra warmth. When you get to camp, I've obviously set up here in my backyard. But when you get to camp, if it's an option that you have, you know, set up your tent in an area that has some natural shelter to it, either trees or a natural kind of a bluff line to protect you from some of the exposure to the elements, wind, rain, snow, whatever you might have to deal with. It kind of gives you an extra edge of protection and make it where you know your tent is not going to be just exposed out in the open. I'll show you what I have here in the tent. One convenience item that I got to start packing, I saw this on somebody else's channel, is by Flextail Gear. It is a little mini air pump. Doesn't weigh much, doesn't take up a lot of space, and you have a wide variety of different deals for airing up your your air your air pad, and you have a charging cable. Works pretty good for that. And to work it, you just put the attachment on this side to fill it up. Put the attachment on this side to deflate, and then hit the button. Pretty easy. That might be a good stocking stuffer for somebody you know, but I'm going to start carrying that thing on a regular basis. Now inside of my tent, here's what I have. I have this sleeping bag right here, which is the Eureka Cimarron 15. I've had this bag since about 2008, 2009. I haven't upgraded. It's probably well overdue for an upgrade, but it still does pretty well, compresses pretty well, even though it's a little bit bulky and heavier than some of the more uh, modern bags nowadays. But I slept pretty, pretty comfortably last night in, in mid-30s conditions. It probably could be able to take it down even lower. Now recently I picked up a sleeping bag liner right here. This one is by a company called Chinook. It's the Chinook Pongi is what it's called. It's a polyester liner. It basically amounts to a thin polyester sheet that goes inside of your sleeping bag. Two purposes for it. Keeps things a little bit warmer and also keeps your sleeping bag clean. That's an option right there. Those run about uh, $15 to $20 depending on where you pick them up. This sleeping bag, like I said, is an older sleeping bag, but I do like some features of it. It does have a place right here where you can tuck in the pillow. I've never, I've not gone the quilt route yet. I think in colder temperatures, if you're getting down below freezing, significantly below freezing, like closer to zero or below, I don't think quilts are going to be where it's at, in my opinion. And that is because the quilts are more open, whereas a mummy bag is designed to hold in your, your heat. Your body goes in here, you zip it up, I can zip it up here, and then it forms a little hood for you to have your face and your mouth poke out so that condensation can escape from your breath. Then this one actually is nice, this particular bag, because it has a place to put a pillow. We'll kind of move this guy out of the way and kind of peel away 
the different layers here. Now the pillow I just upgraded to needs a little bit of an inflation. This is from Trekology. It's a Trekology 2.0 pillow. I got it in green because green is my favorite color. It has some uh, nice features to it. If you don't have the little pocket on your sleeping bag, you can have the strap here which comes off either side. You can strap it directly to your sleeping pad so it doesn't move around. Plus it has that kind of tacky grip on the back so it stays in place. I was using this other pillow in here, and it's not a bad pillow. It's by Climate, it's the X-Pillow, but it doesn't secure and it's kind of slick. So it did perform well, it just I had to, when I slept with it when I was up in Arkansas last month, my head stayed in the X spot, but the problem was the pillow didn't stay in the right spot and it kind of moved along. And I had a different sleeping pad right here. We're going to pull it all the way out. The climate static insulated static V. I slept on this last night. Slept pretty well on it. It's according to the company R rating of 4.4. If you don't know what R rating is on your um, pads and stuff like that, it's basically a measurement of how well something insulates. Because of the design of it, it's supposed to trap uh, warm air between those V-shaped pockets there. I slept pretty comfortably on it. Did a pretty good job. The nice thing about this one is it's kind of mid-range and far as far as price goes. That's the reason I picked it. It weighs 24 ounces. This particular one is 72 inches long by 23 inches wide. It's two and a half inches thick. It compacts down into this bag here. So it's a little bit bigger when you look at it. It's a little bit bigger than an Algene bottle whenever it, whenever it gets compacted down and folded out. It's good for backpacking. That's the reason I got it to replace the one I had, which was a cheapie from Amazon, which is all well and good. But the one I had from Amazon is not insulated. You're just sleeping on uninsulated air. I decided to go with that. Now, to put underneath that, I've been wanting to get the Gossamer gear, a little thin pad to go underneath, which is very lightweight, but it's very hard to get those things. They, they have those in stock uh, this past week, but as soon as they were in stock and I went to go get one, they had already run out. This one I got, as you can see, it's very similar to the Thermarest Z-Rest, but I got this generic version of it. I got it on eBay. This one is called the Jungle Leopard, and it's on eBay. I'll put a link to all of these in the description below. The nice thing about having a foam pad to put under your mattress is you provide an initial layer of insulation and also protects your air mattress against punctures and sharp rocks and things like that. I slept on that, on, and then on the Climate Static V, Insulated Static V, on top of that. And that was pretty comfortable. And that's pretty much how, we, how I slept last night. In summary, you can, you can watch the weather report to make sure that you're packing the right equipment, clothing, etc. Make sure you pitch your tent in a good location, somewhat sheltered from the elements. Use a foam pad of some sort to add some extra insulation to your sleeping area. And make sure when you're sleeping that you sleep with some kind of warm base layer 
and cover up your hat and your feet so you don't lose any extra heat. Uh, a pillow is very comfortable. Either one of these pillows is great. I just like the Trekology one because it has the extra features of not sliding around. You can secure that one to your to your patch to your mattress if you want to. And again, what I chose was this one right here because of the affordability and the other features that it had. Hey folks, thanks for sticking with me to the end. Bonus tip: if you have trouble going to sleep at night, bring yourself a pair of headphones, either the wireless Bluetooth kind or the wired kind, and download some podcasts or music before you get out on the trail, in case you don't have cell phone service. And you can listen to that while you try to go to sleep. Without, with all those unnatural sounds out there, or they actually are natural sounds, but we don't hear those all the time when we go to sleep, it may be a little tough. That may help. Thanks so much for watching the video today. If you liked what you saw here and you got value out of it, give me a thumbs up. If you are listening on the podcast, I will put links in the description to give you a video version of the audio podcast. Any links down below could be affiliate links. I could get a small amount of support from those. Definitely helps me out if you follow those links. Doesn't cost you anything extra, but gives a little support to the channel. I do appreciate that. I am glad that you uh, stuck to the end here. Thanks so much for watching again, and I'll see you out there on the trail.